0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. And of course, I am Constance Arnold. I'm so excited, so grateful, so thankful that you made a decision to join me today from all over the world. And uh, I can say with all of the faith that is on the inside of me, that I believe that your life will never be the same again that what you are going to hear will shift, change, motivate, and transform you. Well, guess what, everybody? Fall is here, at least uh, in in my part of the world. And uh, I know that in Australia, my clients say that spring has begun there. So isn't it interesting? I think fall is my favorite time of the year. You know, it's just something about the fall that seems it's time to refocus. It's a new beginning. It's, It's just different, seemingly more serious, more intentional. It's a shift in the atmosphere. Does anybody else feel that? Am I the only one? Well, I'm I'm excited. Well, I'm going to be uh, answering your questions today. And while we're going to talk about everything from how do you move from going to church to spirituality. Some of y'all sent me questions in about. uh, Is this an abusive relationships? Uh, What are some tips on business? So I'm going to answer as many as I can. And uh, we're going to get right to it. But first of all, follow me on social media. You guys, TikTok and Instagram is Law of Attraction. Constance, Facebook, Coach with Constance. And my YouTube channel. I'm always posting at least twice a week a one-minute or three-minute reel. So check it out. Anything else Well, you guys know about my coaching? I don't have to tell you about that, but if you're ready for change, if at the beginning of uh, 2023, you said to yourself, let me take some of my Eager Nature tea. Mm, Yummy, yum. If at the beginning of 2023, you said to yourself, By the end of 2023, I'm going to, and you know, nothing has hasn't happened. Then you need a coach. You know, last week, if you haven't heard when I had uh, Dr. Veronica M. Brooks, she talked about how she has five mentors and she's a multi, multi multi-millionaire. Les Brown mentored her. And the guy who wrote wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but she has mentors in five areas of her life. And you know, you've heard my clients, and I have a guarantee that if you coach with me for a year, you will and you're willing to do the inner work. I gotta make sure I put that in there. You won't recognize your life at the end of a year. And it's not because I'm magical. But I do have 30 years experience as a therapist and how many years, probably 20 years experience as a coach. So if you're ready to do a discovery call, I'm getting calls from all over the world, Switzerland, Sweden, and I just love it. I love learning about new uh, uh, cultures. So Email me, Constance at com. Let's do a discovery call. And when we do the discovery call, no pressure from me. Uh, somebody's uh, uh, I'm going to talk about how I was on a panel and they asked me about my business. And I said to me, people, well, you never put pressure on people. If you're in business, you never put pressure on people. You just share your gift. Everybody got that? So... Uh, Let's do a discovery called Constance at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. You can also get my two books on Amazon, uh, which is Secrets of Success and How to uh, Manifest Genuine Love, not fake love. You know how they talk about fake news, not fake love, but but real love. All right. So I'm going to get right into it. My first question had a long email from, oh, before I do, guys, this show is blessing you, motivating you, and inspiring you. I'm thanking you in advance for your donation. You know, when you when you give, you're giving from an abundance mentality. You're not afraid to give. You're saying, I'm gonna share this because I know more is coming. Go to my website, hit the red donate button, or you can cash app me, dollar sign, Constance Arnold, uh, or you can sell me, Constance, at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. So here we go. Answering your questions. And this email is really long, but she said, Constance, I am tired of church. I've been going to church all of my life. And I realized that some of the teachings that I've received no longer align with me. I'm moving more towards spirituality, but I am afraid to leave my church because uh, that's where my family and my friends are going. And ever since post-pandemic, I realized that I'm bored. I understand that you made this transition. What tips can you share with me? Boy, that is a question. Because we are all making transitions spiritually. The Bible says we go from glory to glory. or Or I could say dimensions to dimensions. And the first thing I'm going to say is I'm not here to judge the church, blame the church, or, 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 or what else? Talk down on the church because you guys know my story. I was in a mega church for 25 years, very high in leadership, active. I trained, I did the leadership training, um, it was 10,000 people 20 pastors it was the the first powerfully integrated church in the south i was heavily involved in in overcomers ministries which was helping people overcome addictions i assisted my pastor pastor james powers so i was in But, you know, on the inside, because during that time I was traveling uh, uh, with my contracts, I just began to question. I began to hear other wisdom. And you know how just down on the inside you say, huh, that sounds like wisdom. I mean, I've gone to faith conferences and all of the above. But I began to slowly realize that I had been taught legalism, the law, and that a lot of the teaching that I received was interpreted in the Greek rather than the actual Hebrew. But, you know, spirit is on the inside of all of us, y'all. And, you know, sometimes when you hear a scientist like Joe Dispenza say something, you know, he may say um, your thoughts are energetic. And if you hold something in your imagination with emotion, it will manifest. And, you know, they hook up machines to people and computers. And, you know, it's truth. And so, my dear, it sounds like that you are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That you're going, you're transforming to another level. Now, for me, it was isolating. I remember one Sunday, I had just stopped going to church because I just realized there was more. And, and uh, yeah, I know I'm a walker. And it was real hot that Sunday. And I went walking in the mall because in Atlanta, they open the malls up early. So in in the summertime, so people want to walk. And I was walking in the mall and I felt so lost. I said, God, what, what am I doing? I felt so lost, so alone. But I knew that I was gaining new truths. I was moving from religion to spirituality. And so a lot of people have realized this during pandemic because everything was online. And even a lot of pastors realized that church is not the same anymore. And so what I, oh, something else, all of my friends were in church. As a matter of fact, the church that I went to built subdivisions around it. So everybody from all over the country moved in certain subdivisions or, or, or I didn't move in a subdivision, but I lived close to the church because my life was there. So when I did leave and I left gradually, my friends, my, my community, I used to have all of the leadership in my pastor's group at my home for specific functions. But I knew that I had to be free because I was learning so much. One thing I learned that God is not punitive, you know, no hell, God, you won't be punished, you're not under the law, God is love. I understood the power of your mind. And so, I would just say to you, go with your intuition. Um, Know that when you do move into spirituality, that God will have friends there for you too. Uh, Don't try to talk nobody else into doing what you're doing because it may not be their experience. Know that there will be times of isolation uh you may feel alone but 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 you know there's that part of you uh that knows that what you're doing and that the level that you're on is right some people say i'm just bored with church A- and and um, and so move on your journey you'll find another community like i have Um, you will connect at a higher, different level with other people and just know that, you know, the Bible says, God said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. How can spirit leave you? Because God is on the inside of you. So that is what I'm saying to everybody who feels like you are moving from church to spirituality. I'm coaching a lot of people in that area. If you if you want help with that transition, you know, just let me know. All right. So somebody said, I've started an online business, but I, next question. Constance, I've started an online business and I'm frustrated because I am doing everything that they say you should do on social media, but I'm just not getting the sales. And um, I feel like a failure. He went on and on and on. What was your business experience? So y'all got to realize that I've been in business 26 years. I was on a panel recently. I shared this online just this past week. <clears throat> and I've had to change <laughs> I've had to shift. I've had to go with the trends. I had to change during pandemic. I've changed my show. I've changed the format of my show. I've changed uh, just the way I do business. I've had to realign my business with with what's happening post pandemic. But, but this is what I did. And, and sir, thank you so much for asking. I wrote down how much I wanted. That's the first thing which was um online. I talked about how to create a six figure business. I wrote down how much I wanted, which was a hundred thousand dollars. looking back on that. <laughs> I could have written down two hundred thousand or three hundred thousand, so sir, you need to write down you know you know that I desire to to um create a six-figure business with goods, products and or services to really serve others and to be a solution. And I'm going to say something in a minute about money. And then the second thing I did was I took a look at what am I really good at? You know, what really moves people? That's the question you have to ask yourself, sir. You know, what take an inventory, what what moves people? Hey, I knew it wasn't my cooking, <laughs> LOL. But people were moved when I taught, when I trained. People, couples used to tell me, wow, you really get us in counseling. And, and when I did executive coaching, the executives would say, you get me. And so, sir, I would take an inventory at what are you really good at? What moves people? It might be your apple pies. It might be the way you manicure uh, and landscape lawns. It might be Ladies, I'm talking to you. It might be the way you design clothing. And, and you got to take an inventory of that. You know, the Bible says a man's gift, I'm talking about your gifts, makes room for him or her and brings him before great men. Now, you got to decide What am I really good at? And what gifts would bring me before great men? And that means maybe people in business, people who see you. You know, I heard Tyler Perry say, you just need one person to like your stuff. So if you're online, that may mean you need to change your marketing. I'm not going to get into all of that. But, But you don't even... It takes some money, but when you do something real unique and people are moved by it, they're going to come and find you. So your gift will make room for you. Number three, I really wanted to change people's lives. Money was secondary. And so the question, it sounds like from your email, and, you know, I know guys are analytical. And and you know results oriented, and so am I. <clears throat> but it sounds like to me your focus is more on money, and I get that. But every millionaire that I have interviewed, y'all know I've interviewed hundreds. They all say the same thing: I want to serve, and be a solution. So what solution? And what are you bringing to folk? To me, and I know God had to tell me this because I probably would have been going after the bag. And the bag is money, y'all. Money was secondary. So when I went in, I went in from that old school book. Do what you love, and the money will follow. It does not happen overnight. I know a lot of people; they become a uh, uh, overnight successes, seemingly uh, uh, online. But you really have to watch that because success is weighty. But I ain't gonna go in that direction. So money was secondary to me. I was serving. I always gave more than what I was paid. So I would really look at, are you going after money and what solutions or what services can you render to really help others? And then number four, I begin to share my talents on a pro bono basis. Wow. Why did I do that? Because it gave me experience. It gave me exposure. It gave me an opportunity to serve. You never know. I sp- I spoke at so many chamber of commerce meetings. You never know who's in an audience. So you're online, sir. You never know who who is watching you. I don't know how much you're on social media, but you, do you know what the number two words are on Google? How to. That's what people are Googling. How to become a millionaire? how to lose weight um uh, how to create a six figure business and I would say to you to really begin serving by giving by giving some how tos you didn't say what your business was um how to design a dress or how to uh recreate your bathroom so how to those two words are like the the biggest words, the most powerful words on Google. So <clears throat> are you giving? Are you sharing your product? Are you, <clears throat> like I did, I said, well, you know something, I don't have any money, but I'm just going to go out here and share my gift. So when you share, you're really investing your gift. When you share, you know, you are preparing and getting ready and honing your skills so that when the big opportunity comes, and it will if you remain faithful, and it will if you remain faithful to your vision, that you can really, really not become discouraged. But like I said, see this as oh boy, I need to change this. This is one one way that I can switch and change. But it can't be after money. Uh, number five, uh, you said that you were still working on your JLB. I planned my exit from my job. Y'all have heard that. I took a strategic leap of faith. Um, you know, I had wise counsel around me. A lot of people say, I'm just going to leave my JLB. I knew that for me, It would have been too much pressure (laughs) not to have any money coming in. I know some people leave their jobs and then they're struggling. That didn't work for me, but you got to know your personality. So, sir, I would say that you need to have some kind of strategic plan. It sounds like that you have a family to really leave your current position and give all of your attention to your online business. What I used to do was I would work on my business in the evening and in the afternoons when I was still working. So that may work for you. And then uh, another thing I did, number six, I served in a spirit of excellence. I always gave more. I always went the extra mile. I always served five like I would 5,000. So if I had five people that showed up, my package was going to be like it was for 5,000. What was I doing? I was practicing. I was pre-paving my success. And so what can you give in a spirit of excellence sir online? And then the last and maybe the most important thing is I realized that God is the one who gave me this gift and that I, my partner in business was God or spirit. You know, that was my partner. I wasn't alone. And so, sir, I, I would say to you, how much time do you actually spend uh, a sitting in stillness to receive downloads and are you being mentored in business? Uh My first mentor in business, and I'm just being real with y'all, I paid 10 grand because girlfriend knew what she was doing. She got my back end together, she helped me, she strategized. And so, you know, I'm going to change the verbiage of that. I didn't pay, I invested 10 grand. So, and it was certainly worth it. All right, so those would be my tips to to anybody who is in business. And, and, and you know, it's a journey. And I realized that really business is all about who you are becoming. When I left my uh, job uh, as a counselor, I remember the first contract I got. And I had to go from city to city in the state of Georgia. I forgot how many counties. I think 120 is seven. Don't quote me on that one. I know it's over a hundred. I probably have been to most of those counties. And I remember driving one day from uh a training that I did, and it was somewhere in the countryside on the countryside. And I said to myself, "Oh my God, I didn't realize how talented I was. I didn't realize how gifted I was. I didn't realize how creative I was because that day was a very special day. I remember that I had um, I was doing Vision Boys, and I played soft jazz music, and people were on the floor cutting. Out there, pictures and and it was just a creative atmosphere. And had I never left my job, and it was a strategic leap of faith, my confidence, my creativity, my what's possible, my there are unlimited possibilities. It just expanded my consciousness. Now, there were some years in business that were really tough. There were some years in business that I needed to shift and change, and I was too scared. There were some years in business that my thinking wasn't right. But, boy, when you do a lie, sir, and when you see it as a journey, when you know that God is with you, Would you withhold anything from your child that would make them more successful? So it sounds like to me you do need some mentoring. I don't know if you have that, but that would be my my uh, insight and my uh, revelation to you about how to create a successful six figure business. Well, guys, isn't this good? Thank y'all so much for these questions. I forgot I need to go to commercial break. So I'm going to go to commercial break and then we're going to come back. Okay. Stay tuned. Are you feeling stuck? Are you ready to live a life beyond your wildest dream? Constance Arnold is a seasoned and experienced professional licensed counselor for 25 years and a certified success life coach and would love to partner with you to create your dreams. Well, I'm back, everybody. I want to thank all of you for sending in these wonderful questions. I I sent out an e blast and I asked people on social media, what do you what do you want to know? Uh, some of you are too shy to come on the show. And I get that. So as long as your questions get answered. So so here we go. Uh this listener said, Constance, I listen to you all the time. And and you and Pete Adams and all of your guests talk about consistency and and uh, focus and having an hour of power. And it seems like that every time I write down my goals and our intentions, I never stick to them. I know one of the reasons is that I watch TV too much. How can you help me um, stick to my intentions and all my goals. And I remember on one of your shows, you talked about a lady that you helped and you shared insight into atomic habits. Can you please help me? Okay. So, um, I get that. And I think the, the show that she's talking about, I talked about a client of mine who could not, even hardly walk but uh, I said go to your doctor and you know make sure that you get clear there and so you know the whole principle of atomic habits is that most of us really underplay uh, or don't value a small habit and I think his name is James Clear who wrote the book and basically the premise of the book is this he started with one push up But he attached it to a daily habit. So it would be like, after you brush your teeth, get on the floor and do a push-up. And so what he says is that the brain gets rewired and kind of says to you, okay, you just finished brushing your teeth, get on that floor and do a push-up, one push-up. And then what happened is, of course, he did two three, four, and now he's uh, just in great shape. I also shared a story of a guy who uh, went to the gym. He was trying to lose weight and he would go in the gym and stay for five minutes and then leave. Well, what in the world can happen in five minutes? Well, you can begin building new, new neurological pathways in your brain that says, we're going to the gym, whether you feel it or not. So after, I think it was 30 days, he went to the gym and he stayed longer. And we all know what happened because you know what happened in his brain was you're going to the gym. And then just that compound effect that a law of momentum kicks in Now he's a gym rat and just teaches others how to get their bodies in shape. And so I wanted to share, Madam, I wanted to share that with you. And, you know, the Bible says don't despise the day of small beginnings. And I want to share a powerful rule. And it's the rule of 100. And basically it says if you spend 100 hours in a year, which is just eighteen minutes a day in any discipline. It might be piano, karate, uh, reading for eighteen minutes, meditating for eighteen minutes, uh, uh, practicing your violin. You know, you know, whatever it is, it's one hundred hours per year, eighteen minutes per day you will be better than 95% of the world in that discipline. OMG. 18 minutes a day. OMG. And so, Madam, I would say to you that I would start small. And one of the things that you referenced in your email to me was, your, your 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 hour power and i think i've shared with you it don't have to be an hour but it's just it's kind of like intermittent fasting where for a certain period you're not eating so i see your 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 hour of power uh i gotta give it a new name but your your moments of stillness or your moments of of reading you gotta know yourself and know what Vibes with you. Sometimes I ask my clients, Are you a reader or a listener? And so I ask that question simply because I don't want to assign them something to read if they are a listener. So for you, let's start with 18 minutes a day. Get your clock out, and it sounds like you want to focus in on your. You, you're you're still this time. So for 18 minutes a day, you decide, you know, your personality. I don't. So so you decide, well, I'm going to read. I, I would even get prepared the night before. Sometimes I have my daily word or whatever I'm going to meditate on so that when you get out of the bed. 18 minutes, set your clock. You're going to Read. X, Y, Z, or for 18 minutes, you're going to listen to something on the law of attraction or for 18 minutes. You found a meditation that aligns with you. See, anytime you're doing any kind of inner work, you got to find something that aligns with you. Somebody said to me, it was your southern accent. But my Southern accent may not align with everybody. Who you vibe with? Who do you feel connected to? And 18 minutes every day by the end of the year. It's a rule, y'all. It's a law. So I would say start with that. Do not judge yourself, but observe yourself. And the interesting thing is when you get discipline in one area, it's going to go over there into other areas. I I have a friend who um, has an Airbnb and she said, Constance, I mean, everything in her house was was always in order. But she said, since she does have an Airbnb, things are even more orderly. She says that when somebody checks out she already knows I need to do one three ten twenty two eighteen whatever it takes to get that room ready and so she said that that has become so disciplined that it has impacted other areas of her life to to make her more orderly so everybody I want y'all to try this uh eight the rule of 100 and let me know how that goes and to the person who sent this email thank you you're not judging yourself you are observing yourself and says wow I noticed that you can look for look at Netflix I don't have nothing against Netflix y'all I have it you can look at Netflix for two hours but you can't take 18 minutes so remember my, my client who walked from her mailbox to the next mailbox, her neighbors. Then she was able to walk from her mailbox to one block. And now she's a marathon runner. She started all small, so don't despise the day of small beginnings. That's what I would say to that. All right, next question. Constance, I love your show. And I love it that you are so real. <laughs> Thank you. I know you're going to be real with me when I send in this question. My friends say that I am negative, And even my husband says that I need, I, I really need to watch my words. I complain a lot. And you say, when you complain, you remain. What advice can you give me? Well, well, I want to say that awareness is the first step toward change. And I think you have to accept the fact that, and you said it, I didn't, that I'm negative. And she said that it gets on her husband's nerves. I I wasn't going to tell that part, but (laughs) I might as well tell the whole story. And so, you know, you're not judging yourself. Once again, you're observing, wow, I complain a lot. And while I'm negative and let me just share share with you the science and the spirituality of your words, because literally, young lady, you are creating your world with your words. God has given us that much power and that you call into your life what you want with your words. So when you're complaining, when you're talking about other folks, when you are, 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 are uh, sounds like you're very critical of your supervisor, you might need to pray for her or him. But because we are one, when you criticize somebody else, you're really criticizing yourself. But I ain't going to go all into that. Your words are a creative, powerful force. And and so it's kind of like all of this energy. If you can imagine all of this unformed energy is in the universe. And when you speak your words, we know they are what? Vibrational. So if you're complaining about your job, oh, I just, this is what you said in your email. I just hate my job. I hate the drive. Well, guess what? how can i say it nicely you you you're really prophesying your own life it ain't the devil it, it it's your thinking and your words so your words are a creative force and 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 i got a question for are you really speaking um every day about what you desire Or are you just so hypnotized by your current circumstances? So so when you speak words, and it's so powerful and so wonderful and so amazing that God gave us this gift, that when you speak words, you, you, you are putting yourself into the world of possibilities. You've heard me say that there are unlimited possibilities. And when you speak, abundance is mine now. At first, you may not believe it, but you're speaking truth or I always finish my tasks on a timely basis or I love my job and I know that there are more opportunities awaiting me. You are the prophet of your own life. You give substance to that energy. Remember that I just shared? that's out there in the universe with your word. Now, now some of y'all might be not ready for this, but you're the God of your own life. I think Gabriel shared that Gabriel and Kylie, by the way, guys, they had their baby. So, so the earth is voice activated. So when you speak something like I'm tired or, or I'm broke or, I don't like to. When you speak that, you create more of that because you're giving to, your attention to that. And the Bible says that the word of God framed the world. So could it be, young lady, that you're really framing your world with your life, w- w- framing your world with your words and possibilities and probabilities? are waiting for you to change stuff with your words. OMG, everybody, do you see how powerful you are? Because whatever has your attention has your world. What have you been speaking with your words? And young lady, to to tell you the truth, things obey your words because things are just energy. Things are, are particles atoms and they respond to your words. Somebody said money has an ear. So money can hear you. Uh, There was a, a great pastor who says money comes to me now. Now whether you believe that or not in the spirit world money is energy. So when you call money in with your words, I believe it starts vibrating and finds its way into your life. So I would say to you, find some affirmations and just begin spending maybe, maybe you could use the 18 uh, minute rule and break it down, but start off with five minutes knowing that you are creating your own world. uh, When you complain, you do remain just right where you are. So if you want to change, you're going to have to start calling stuff in with your words. Your words are energetic. Uh, 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 Your words produce exactly what you put your attention on. You you are setting a course and planting seeds. So, you know, every day, y'all know every day I get up and I'm going to say something like this. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice, be grateful and thankful about it. Today, there are unlimited possibilities. And God, I open myself up to unlimited possibilities. Today, Angel is going to have a great and play for day, etc. My coaching comes to me easily and effortlessly. What am I doing? I'm calling in what I desire. I'm open to receive unlimited uh, business speaking and training opportunities. And so catch yourself, tell your husband in a loving, loving way. It sounds like he's been doing that uh, because it really impacts your marriage too. You know, if you, you said your husband says, you name, if you're negative, it creates an atmosphere in the home. And so find some affirmations, uh, have your husband to sort of say, baby, you're talking kind of negative." And just refrain from that. And what will happen over time, y'all, y'all know I said awareness is the first uh, step or first stage to change. When you become aware of, oh, I complain a lot or, oh, I, I didn't know that I'm always uh, criticizing other people. If If you're critical of others, it's because you've been criticized. Somebody says somebody who is critical has been criticized, so I'm gonna stop with that and I'm gonna see if I have time to to answer this question, and I might have to do a whole show on it and it's from a female, and she says that she feels she's in a relationship not married. Uh, She has her own job, so uh, financially, she's fine, but she's in a relationship where she feels that she's being verbally, emotionally, psychologically abused. Now, she said, it's not physical, and I tell you, you ladies will take up for your man, won't you? But, 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 and she wants to know what should she do, and and let me just say this: as a therapist, I never tell a woman what to do. That's not my place. Uh, uh, when I first when I uh, first began my counseling career, I remember I used to say, "Girl, you need to leave that man," and then they would come back to me later on. Uh, Because a a woman can never leave until she has the awareness and the strength to do so. Then she would come back to me and say, well, you know, God spoke to me and he just told me to stay. It really wasn't God. It was fear that spoke to you. But coming back to this lady, um, verbal abuse is when you hear you're, you're stupid you, uh, nobody will want you. Uh, you uh, these are some of the things you share with me. Uh, you're overweight, uh, want no man, want you, et cetera. Okay, it's not physical abuse, but what does that do, do to you? What does that do to your your self-concept and your self-image? I'm going to have to do a whole show on this. But uh, emotional abuse is 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 jealousy uh you, you can't go there uh what do you have on uh why why are you why are you wearing something so low do you want other men uh to look at you and i know what that feels like because my marriage was a marriage of he was very jealous of me you you feel like scared and, and a prisoner and, and and all of that and so psychological abuse and emotional abuse. Well, uh, wh- why do you want to start a business? Uh, nobody's not going to buy anything from you, etc. So my dear, uh, if you are experiencing verbal and you get called the B word, and, and I'm going to do a whole show on this. But but what is it in you that would accept that? What is your self-concept and your self-esteem that you feel like you would have to stay in that? It might be what you saw in your childhood where things were tolerated uh, in um, relationships. Uh, You said that you did not want to leave him because everybody has left him, even his mama. But that's the same thing Tina Turner said, but you're not his savior or his mama. And I want to say to you that when you stay in that kind of a relationship, it's so damaging. Uh, uh, You said that you're not afraid of him physically. It's so damaging. And and what is your self-concept of yourself? And it sounds like that you have normalized uh, codependency. You might want to go and read that. You definitely need counseling or coaching, if not with me, with somebody. Um, the uh, National Domestic Abuse Domestic Hotline has all kinds of resources for you. But your self-esteem and your self-concept has to be very low. And I'm saying to you, when you're in those kinds of situations, that you really need somebody to walk you through it. And so if you go to work and you come home and you, you can't be around your family, that's isolation. Because if you're around your family, you you might receive some insight that this is wrong. You might receive some insight. I know when my mom saw me, I would go home. Uh, and And all I had going on in my marriage was just jealousy. My mom used to tell my dad, something not right with Constance. She don't look happy to me. And when she would come and visit us, uh, she would say something going on with my daughter. I just never said anything to anybody, just held it in. And uh, but a woman knows and, you know, and for you to reach out to me tells me that, you know, you cannot save him. You cannot rescue him. You cannot be his God. It will have to be an awakening within him. It will have to be an aha moment that I need help. It would have to be an aha moment for you to know that you cannot heal his childhood trauma. And you say you're an empath. I'm going to say no, you're codependent and you're operating in dysfunctional relationship principles. That's what I would say to you. Reach out and get the help that you need. And and guys, I'm going to do a whole show on on relationships and, and, and healthy relationships and what that would look like and how to move away from toxic relationships. I mean, what that does to a woman emotionally, but in her body. I mean, doctors will tell you the stress and, and just the trauma every day from experiencing that and staying in that has a lot to do, like I said, with your own experiences in childhood, your self-concept, the concept that you have of yourself, uh, your self-esteem, etc., And knowing it's not that you are an empath, But truly, you're operating in dysfunctional codependency uh, and I would say very unhealthy relationship practices. I'm going to put it gently. Yeah, that's a whole, whole nother show. I want you to share this show with on your social media. I want you to share it with your friends share it with your coworkers and everybody who sent in uh, email. I didn't get to all of them, but I'll get to them the next time I do Constance answers your questions. But I just want to commend you because anytime you can ask for help, advice, insight, you are really putting shame in the background because you've heard me say, shame says it's something wrong with you that you can't even uh, do something for 18 minutes, it's something wrong with you that your business is not profiting. It's something wrong with you uh, that you're thinking that way or feeling that way. Shame says there's something wrong with you, and guilt says you did something wrong. So I commend all of you, but everybody share this with your friends. Share it on your social media. Help me to get the word out to help people. Tell people about the Think, Believe, Man- and Manifest Talk Show. Tell people about the Law of Attraction. We have uh, uh, other great uh, hosts on the network and uh, I'm just so grateful, so excited. And like I said earlier, if you are interested uh, in coaching with me, come on, let's make that happen. Email me at Constance at com. This has been such a great show, so exciting, and uh, I want you to make a decision to really create uh, and live your best day today and then get up the next day and do the same thing. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be thankful. I'm going to, to, to look for the good. I'm going to serve others. I'm going to give to others. And I'm going to expect the unprecedented in my life. Everybody, make a decision to have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.